and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back one, once again to Clown Cuckoo Land Podcast, because that's what we're in. I'm Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How's it going? It's going. It's weird shit, man. Yeah. It get, You know, again, I've mentioned this before, we have, we used to record two sessions of this podcast every two weeks. Yeah, so one sitting, we do two shows. And f- for the last, I don't know, six, eight months, we've been like, no, we got to do one every week, because it's too not- Too much new stuff happening. Too much new stuff yeah. And we've even talked about, like, God, we could do one of these, like, every two, three days. Yeah. It's getting crazy. So there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, but I think most of it's going to be centered probably around the riots and all the things that are breaking out because of that. But I have a question for you. I want to run a few scenarios past you and want you to tell me what you think. All right. So just uh, just right off the top of my head, just blurt it out. No, I mean... Oh, I this know. isn't like an ink block test kind of thing? No. It's, okay. Okay, so we're post-election at this point. So we've had the 2020 elections. And let's just say it's status quo. Trump's elected. Senate keeps the House... Or the, the Senate stays Republican. House stays Democrat. What do you think changes, if anything? In in the country? Yeah. Uh, so you're watching the news that night. What are you going to see? I, I just don't I just don't I guess I'm not getting the question here because the change I expect is that um, after all this bullshit that unless the hey fuck the change you expect it's my question I'll ask it answer the damn question yeah but you're racist so it invalidates anything you wait, say wait wait you're calling me racist well are you white have you met you are you white have you met you? I'm a, a disabled black lesbian <laughs> so I got you know you identify as right okay I shouldn't even have to say that though. It's very hurtful. <laughs> well, I am racist, so there, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you picked up on my accent? You should know by just by my accent. I'm sorry. I Can you ax me again? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just say the election happens as far as, you know, maybe there's a few seats that move here and there. What if, You're talking election day? What happens? Or are you talking about, like, to the country after that? Yeah, to the country after that. Well, we just keep spiraling down the shitter like we've been. How come I have a feeling that all of your answers to your questions are going to be, we're going to keep spiraling down the shitter? You're like, you need a get off my lawn t-shirt. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's, that's, here's the thing. Even with Trump being reelected, the, the swamp will never be completely cleaned out. And uh, the Republicans, especially in these Democrat states, don't seem to be taking the hint that now is the time to grow a fucking spine and be heard. Um, so the Democrats will keep democrating. And uh, they'll get away with everything. And all these looters and rioters and protesters are getting away with everything and getting rewarded for it. So it's just going to ramp up. Well, I think you're coloring. See what I did there? Mm, the mm, um, mm. This, you know, differently than in an election year. I think politicians behave differently going into an election year than they do coming out of one. You know, and I think if it stays the way it is now, everyone's going to say this is a mandate for us to do the stuff that we're going to do. So the Democrats are going to say, see, we kept the House. We knew we were going to keep the House. doesn't matter if they didn't get the Senate. So, so more, uh, more fuck Trump. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's. I think they're just going to double down and on peach it. and peach and peach. So I think yeah. we're going to have this gridlock deal, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Fell and Peach. I think they're going to realize that that was probably a mistake. Um, it it ran them through a bunch of stuff, and you know, it, all it did was it, it made Trump stronger. So yeah. All right. So let's say uh, the Democrats lose the House, but Trump's elected, and the Republicans get keep the Senate. Oh, there'll be violence in the streets immediately. I think so too. Immediately, because think... it's not just organic either. It's going to be these these little organizations that are behind um, the oh, foment. The white, the white supremacists. <laughs> yes, according to the Democrats. Yes, the <laughs> all of the, the white, white nationalist supremacists, the KKK, but all the Russians. Um, that those are part of the yeah yeah. But uh, all these groups that are but the fo- Chinese were cool with because they're they're great people. They shared their research with us yes. on COVID. Yes. yes. Um. But they're they're ready for this, and they saw that they they saw the power that they had in numbers, and and the fact that they they're getting cover and they're not getting held accountable. So they're going. They know the reason they're not getting held accountable, in, at least in the Democrat-controlled cities, um, is because the Democrats want them still available to do the their. Uh, disruption their acts you know their terrorism basically in order to disrupt whatever's going to get done so that's going to be a distraction that they want in order so that the republicans and trump doesn't get his agenda done so he's 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 tied up dealing with all this but if he's got the house and the senate he's got a good chance of getting a bunch of stuff done. he does but they're so desperate i think that that that's that's their mindset i think it's like it's like they don't they know they can't you mean the democrats democrats so so they're they want these agitators to be around if he take, you know, they they're assuming he's going to win again. The smart, I mean, if you're not completely delusional, um, I I don't know. I'm not as sure of it. Okay. I I, I mean, if I had to bet, I'd still say he'd win. But I'm but, just, I'm not. But they're sure. so they they've done so many desperate things that this just I, I there's no low to their desperation. I think to to their act. So I think I think not not coming not working hard to get these people to face consequences. I think that's a calculated thing, uh, act on or thought process, I think. And that's going to keep going, like taking down statues and all that kind of stuff without mm-hmm. any reperc- repercussions. And I think that's because they want just that turmoil to erupt again. And they're hoping COVID comes back probably. I mean, they want something completely that just basically grinds the process to a halt for whatever period of time until they can take over again. Let's take that COVID discussion and put a pin in it. We're going to come back to that. Just right there, I can put, right. put it in. Um, so let's say House stays the same, Senate stays the same, uh, Biden gets elected. <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't even thought how, how – I don't know what the response would be to that because I don't even know what my response to that would be. I think – do you remember when uh, – when I think it was uh, – Because you know that would be fucking absolute fraud that would, that would make that happen. No, no questions asked. There's one thing I would perversely enjoy about that whole thing because remember when Bush was president and we had the Republicans had the House, but not the Senate. Harry Reid was in the Senate, mm-hmm. and they kept trying to run stuff through, and Harry Reid would just be like, "Nope, not doing it." That's what we're gonna have. The Senate just said, "Nope, can't do anything." Harry Reid sat there and blocked so much stuff. I think Mitch McConnell will just become the Republican Harry Reid. That, and I think it is more powerful to have the Senate because, you know, the House writes all the checks, but the Senate's the one that approves everything. So yeah. Biden's going to try and approve people and it's not going to get through. And it's just 
it it would be I don't want that to happen, but it would be funny to watch the Democrats just keep trying. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will be like, "Okay, I'm ready to get out." Yep. And they'll want to put somebody through there, and the Senate will just keep going. Mm, nope. I think so. One. I I, I yep. don't have any confidence that the Republicans wouldn't just say, "Well, it'd be fair to let them get whoever they want for uh, for uh, Supreme Court." So just well, vote them through. Vote them through. Technically, it is fair. I know. But I mean, that, I mean, they're not going to fight for it. I don't think they haven't proven that they would. I don't know. I think uh, I think Mitt Romney is the only one who's like a virtue signaling wannabe Democrat at this point. I think no. the, I'm not saying the other ones are you know backbones of steel, but they do seem to be hanging together pretty well. So, so. well, do you think? Um, so it's pretty much everybody's considering that Biden's going to have to pick uh, Kamala Harris. As his running mate. You think? That's everybody here lately have been talking about. He's painted himself into a corner saying he's got to pick a woman. But the black community doesn't enjoy her at all. Right. But, I mean, Amy Klobuchar was at the top of the list still. But since she was a, what was she? What was she? She's a prosecutor first. Attorney general. And then attorney general. So um, they're not going to take her now at this point because she's got a record of, of prosecuting black men. Um, but Kamala Harris has that too, but she's black. And she also, when she was running for president, she, um, when she announced, she said Wakanda forever. Is she, is she black? Isn't she part Indian too? Blackish. Yeah. But But if you're part black, you're black. No, but my point was, Obama wasn't all black. Right. But I didn't know, is Kamala Harris even, does she have any? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I, I know she's part Indian. I don't know what her ethnicity is, yeah. but people say she's black, which means she's got to have some black um, okay. in her. And I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm talking. Oh, God, you had to go there, didn't you? ethnically. <laughs> but, um, but and, you know, <laughs> not to come on the heels of that, but, uh, I mean, her husband's white, I think. Come on, whose heels? What? Oh, my God. All right. You're watching too much porn, huh? I know. <laughs> um, but she's, uh, I, I think her husband's white. Yeah, She's probably. got a hell of a record in California prosecuting black people. Mm-hmm. And she's got – she's as bad as Biden when it comes to just making shit up. Yeah, but uh, who else is there at this point? Stacey or Tracy – Stacey, Stacey Adams. Ad, Abrams. I was going to say Adams. Stacey. I think she is the one that the – I'm not speaking for she's him. A, she's a fucking know. complete clown. She's a nut job. Yeah, she's an absolute clown. Still has not conceded the, uh, <laughs> the loss to the governor of yeah. Kemp to uh, governor of Georgia. So, and that that election was stolen from her, you know, I mean. Well, yeah. Proud black woman. There's no reason that she wouldn't have gotten elected. Yeah. So Other than, other than being stolen. She's got teeth like Michael Strahan's sister, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, she, I think she's the one that the, everybody's going to mm, want. Good. More power to, oh, more I power think to that'll, that. Between her and Biden, it's going to be fucking fantastic. I think, I think he'll surprise people and go with the, who's the gal? I can't remember her name. She's, um. She's a black woman uh, in the House from Florida because uh, he'll think that'll help him carry Florida, and she's black, and I think she yeah. might even be a vet. I think she might have served. But so. you don't know her name? Racist. Why? Say her name. I, I Say know. her name. I don't know her name. <laughs> oh, I just I just peeked out her yeah, audio. Yeah, way to go. Nice. back out a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, okay, so let's say uh, Democrats win everything. 
Democrats win everything, mm-hmm. that that's basically civil war right there because that's there's only way that would fucking happen is through blatant massive fraud. You think? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I, th- I, I because mean, what they're going to do, the only way that would happen is if they decided, well, because of COVID, we got to do this, you know, we got to do online and mail-in voting and the Democrats are set to take advantage of that to take advantage of the fraud that they can per- 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 perpetrate with that they will and they know they, they're any you know the, well, let, ju- any means justifies the ends or the me, ends justify the means sorry let me paint a picture for you as to how that could happen i don't think it will but so um collins in maine republican senator she could get voted out she's not real popular right now so that's one senator you could lose romney has a bunch of problems with uh, I don't think Romney's up for election. Mm. Um, I don't know. But uh, so he he's possibly facing a recall from some. Now, if they recall him, they're going to put a Republican in there. Um, who's the one? Uh, McSally from uh, Martha McSally from Arizona. She's up for reelection. She is not popular. And it's uh, Arizona already elected one uh, Democrat senator who turned out to not be as crazy as I thought she was going to be, but still. And uh, who's the other one I was thinking of? Um, God, it totally slipped my mind. I just had it. Oh, uh, Joni Ernst in Iowa. There's some, you know, there's some push to kind of get rid of her too. So that's three, maybe four senators right, right. off the top of the, your head that could flip. And I think the Senate lead is only by three senators. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. if you do that and Biden wins, then the vice president has the vote, yeah. which I think would be the tiebreaker. If my math is correct, and my math is usually correct, but it's very possible it's wrong. Um, so you could see that happening. I I think you will get – I don't think you'll get civil war, but you will get um, from Republican governors, and there's quite a few of them, exactly what – the Democrat like the sanctuary city stuff. No, from the Republican governors, you will get exactly what we got from the Democrat governors when it comes to stuff. So the Republicans will, the Democrats will say, "All right, we got charge everything. It's a mandate. Here's what we're doing." And you will see Republican governors and states go, "No." Yeah, well, like I was saying, the sanctuary city stuff. Like the Republicans are Republicans are already starting to do with two uh, A. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just thinking like immigration sanctuary yeah, cities. No, but they'll be hitting back. The same way the Democrats, you know, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that, um, but it's going to be um, the 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 sheer idiocy of what we're seeing from the Democrat side, especially us being in Minneapolis here or Minnesota, um, or the surrounding are suburbs. We? Are we the though? surrounding suburbs? Are we though? Um, are we really? Maybe. <laughs> uh, seeing all that and then just knowing that. Up is down, right is left, and black is white. Now, that if people how don't, dare if you. people don't see how crazy this is, and there's no proof of fraud or there's no suspicion that fraud carried the day, um, it's still going to be civil war. I think because because people on the right are going to be like, well, the left got away with so much, and they weren't prosecuted for all kinds of shit that should have people in prison. And if we just get enough of us together and fucking stand up and 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 get out there and do our shit. Same thing is going to happen to us, right? If we're in, if we're uh, if we're backed up by our local Republican, you know, whatever um, mayor, governor, whatever. So I think uh, I think we're learning lessons right now 
that like the counterinsurgency insurgency or counter counterinsurgency <laughs> will be what will be happening i think isn't counter counterinsurgency just insurgency it just means sit there and play your video games and watch porn there you go with the porn again yeah. um so let me ask you this what do you think civil war would look like in this country uh, it wouldn't be like a massive nationwide battlefront kind of thing happening. It I would, think it, it would, would be look, a lot of guerrilla warfare style stuff happening. I think it looks a lot. It would look a lot like what we've got now, only just in lots of major cities. But I think what would happen is you'd get more military involved, and then you'd get a lot of guerrilla warfare, and there'd be a lot of there'd be way more actual deaths. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be like cities overrun with like bombings and all. You know, like like you know. Uh, uh, flyover bombings there wouldn't be any of that but there'd be a lot of like street level just you know three block radius you know uh, skirmishes that would dissipate and then come back on the six miles down the road yeah i don't think you're going to see a lot of stuff in the suburbs kind of thing if it happens i mean sort of inner ring suburbs you might but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be any fun for anybody yeah, what I'm, saying. Absolutely. I, I'm not looking forward to it. When I say that, I'm not like itching for it. I, I, I don't want to fucking, I, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm getting used to my cushy life. When you, when you say civil war though, why do you keep touching your junk? <laughs> you got to stop doing that, man. I should sit when I'm recording because then you wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I'm standing because it's healthy. Yeah, exactly. Sure you are. Um, so here's another question. I'm full of lots of questions today. So yeah, we're not even getting to our to- – I've got my topics written down here. We're not getting okay. to them. So in Minneapolis, they just pulled down the Christopher Columbus statue. Yeah, that's one okay. of the topics I wanted to get to. So uh, apparently they saw that coming. They knew, yeah. they knew it was going to happen. Well, it's, it's a Native American group that pulled it down. Yeah, and you know the, the lieutenant governor is partially Native American. Yeah. Uh, Peggy Flanagan. Yeah, when she tells everybody she's the highest And obviously elected. partially Irish, or as yeah. her husband's name, I suppose, Flanagan. So you're saying she's got some Irish in her. Got a little Irish in her. <laughs> or had a little Irish in her at one point. <laughs> um, so they they knew this was going to happen. It happened. It's a Native American group that pulled it down. And their justification for it was for what Columbus did to this, his legacy of, you know, racism and all that stuff in this country. Oh, Here, I know where you're going. When, was Chris, when did Christopher Columbus land... In North America. Um, let's see. Where did he land? It wasn't America. Was it? Christopher Columbus never set foot in North America. Did he have islands foot? right outside it, though? No. The Bahamas. Oh, okay. That's 70 miles off the coast of Florida. Okay. So he, Cuba, basically, is where he was. So uh, and he went to South America, Venezuela, all, right. all that. Now, they weren't countries at the time. You know, but Columbus was never in North America. He's never in Central America. So this is why when we don't teach school in school, we don't learn these things. I asked my son that the other day. Smart kid. I said, when uh, I said, can you name one person that we know for sure was in North America before Columbus, excluding Native Americans? We don't know if it was Leif Erikson. There's some evidence to support that, but. We don't know for sure. Right. Right. And he goes, I don't know. I said, how about you or me or mom or anybody, you know, and he just looked at me like, what? And I'm like, he was never here. Four voyages never came to the United States. Do you know why? Well, didn't he miss plot? Like didn't, didn't get. So what was it? What was the point of his whole voyage? To find uh, the fabled land of gold and milk and honey. Gold. 
Nope. See, I, that's my education level right there. Okay, so how did we get? How did we get uh, things from? I mean, we knew about getting stuff from the Orient, tea and silks and all that stuff. Oh, that's right. He he was trying to plot a course to India. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was trying to sail around yeah, the world. Yeah, it's been so long since I've learned. Yeah. 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 To China. It took and a while India to jog that. that memory, but you're right because that's why he called him. Or he was we were trying to Indians. find the Indies. Yeah. And that's why it's called the West Indies. Yeah. You know. And if you watch his four voyages, he sailed all up and down that coast, going, "Well, how the hell do I get through here?" Yeah. And he couldn't do it. You know why? Because you can't. Yeah. So he did not come to what is now America. He didn't come close to what is well, now America. Well, that narrative doesn't matter to to these far left Marxist progressives because it's all about it's basically all about race. It's all about if your skin is white, you can do no right. <coughs> well, but here's history. here's why it should matter to them. Um <coughs> excuse me, swallowed some water wrong. Um what is one of the main um uh oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Your uh your voters, your your supporters constituents what's the main constituents of the democratic party constituent yeah what is one of the biggest ones of the democrat party yeah. woke, woke constituents what's yeah but what specifically biggest union in the country teacher teachers union. yeah okay so that's the bedrock of their support right right teachers union and how fantastic teachers are and everything and yet nobody knows where the fuck uh, Columbus landed or what the hell he was doing. So the people who are supposed to be these, you know, uh, noble warrior poets, you know, fighting a good fight with the kids all the time, uh, tossing that learning on them, they're not teaching these kids this stuff because you can't do that. You teach that Christopher Columbus was a slaver and a racist. And, and a rapist. And given the fact that he lived five or 600 years ago, probably was a racist. I mean, pretty much everybody was. I mean, look, uh, I remember hearing Joe Rogan's podcast. He goes, it's only within the the last 300 years our default position wasn't, uh, just kill him. Yeah. I mean, civilized society like we know it has not existed for that long. So the point is the people who are the main constituents of this or some of the biggest constituents of the Democratic Party, which they tout all the time for how important they are, have not taught these kids who Columbus really is. Good and bad. He's just bad. Okay. Don't know why he was doing what he was doing. As far as they know, he came to the United States to bring slavery here and kill the Indians. So it's stupid. Well, and then you get to the the actual statue itself. You know, you heard that was created by a a, um, a businessman who was an Italian immigrant who you know donated the whatever the statue or I don't know if he actually did the work or if he commissioned the work, but whatever. And it was just basically say thank you for allowing Italians to be, you know, um, part of the community. It was like a thank you. It was like from the 30s or 1930s or something yeah. like that. So it wasn't like – it was basically saying this is Italian heritage. And yeah, he's this proud is, of his heritage. And, and, and Christopher Columbus was like the biggest name for Italian heritage because Italy. Yeah. So that's – if you look at that, you go, oh, that makes sense. That's kind of cool. Let's, Let's talk about that, but you can talk about you can you can te- make that a, a, a history a teachable moment, which I hate that term, but you can make that a teachable moment and say, hey, you know, this is what happened. 
Um, the guy did it because he wanted to say, hey, you know, Italians are thankful for the fact that they were not um, ostracized. They were allowed to come into this, um, you know, great state and, and help contribute to it. And that's a positive thing. Now, on the other hand, Columbus himself might have been a racist and a rapist. You know, we can look into the history, but but this doesn't represent that. This represents a thank you for right. Italian immigrants. And why why not do it that way? Well, and people can say, well, we shouldn't have statues of anybody, and I don't know. I don't care. But here's my question, uh, my next question. So this Native American group pulls down the Columbus statue. They knew it was going to happen. They were tipped off, and the State Patrol was told, I'm assuming, to stand down and not. State Patrol handles security for the Capitol, told not to do anything about it. I watched the video of after it had been pulled down, was watching it live, and a couple of state troopers pulled up, you know, walked up there and said, hey, you know, you're going to have to clear out. And they told the main guy, which I'll give him credit for, uh, hey, you know, you can be arrested for this. And he's like, I'm willing to pay the consequences for that. Because he knows there won't be any. Well, but in fairness to him, something Black Lives Matter has not done, like when they protested at the Mall of America and shut it down, they got arrested and they lobbied to have their charges taken away. Martin Luther King didn't do that. Yeah, but this guy knows that. This guy's seen right. the recent history, so he's gonna—it's it, it's bold talk, knowing full well that he's gonna get away with it. Well, but instead of saying "fuck you," at least he did that. He will say "fuck you," by the way, if he gets charged. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But for now, he hasn't. Anyway, big talk. So here's my question: If you and I—not that we would, because we don't have any reason to—if there was a Martin Luther King statue. And you and I got a group of people, and yeah, he was, just a, mas- went, he was a misogynist. Let's just, get some feminists together. Yeah. He just went and he pulled it down. We go and we pull it down. And they arrest us. Okay. Our attorney is going to go, you can't press charges on these guys because you didn't press charges on the other guys. What are you charging them with? And they'll be like, uh, vandalism and destruction. Okay. Well, the other guys did it. You're not prosecuting them. Like, well, yeah, so. I guess. Those charges are going to get thrown out. Not, so, not for the ones that pulled down the Martin Luther King statue. Yeah, they will. They absolutely will. Because that attorney would be able to show that they didn't do anything to the other ones. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't matter. There's a law, and they can decide to prosecute the law or not. If the law's in the book, and they didn't prosecute the law for whatever reason, um, they'll call it extenuating circumstances for the you know the the hardship and the pain and suffering, extenuating circumstances, and they'll say you did not have those extenuating circumstances, so you're going to get charged. I guarantee it. No, still won't work. Bullshit. No, it won't work. So the worst thing that those people will be called is racist. But my point in this is, is that by allowing people to do things they shouldn't do, we make room for very bad people to do things we don't want to have done. If we say we can limit people's speech, eventually when the power turns around, and it always does, those people can limit your speech. Right. You know, if we're going to allow a Native American group to pull down a Columbus statue because they have no standing to do it. There's no, there's nothing to tie Native Americans to Columbus, okay, because they just weren't there at the same time. You know, it's like people and dinosaurs. They never interacted. Um, if you allow them to pull down that statue, then you can't complain too much when white supremacists pull down a Martin Luther King statue because you can't just apply the law randomly. And it's the very injustice you say you're fighting against, and they just don't get it. I, I don't know if we're living in the same world. I see hypocrisy in, in, in how they uh, prosecute laws left and right. 
they, they don't have to justify it by saying, well, they didn't prosecute here, even though they should have, which means you can't do it here. They'll never, that won't win. That won't, that won't win. Out. I think that would go all the way to Supreme Court, and I think you'd win. Uh, sometimes the process is the uh, penalty. So they, oh, I fully agree. So, so they don't care. And they know a lot of people are going to back down before they get to that point anyway, so they won. And you talk about the op- the the shutdowns. You got the business owners trying to open, and they're getting Ellison calling them saying, "We're going to fucking prosecute you to the full extent of the law. We're going to find you this and that and the other." And then you've got um, alluding and writing where, like in uh, what was it in um, Fort Worth, the police chief, Fort Worth, Texas, the police chief chief just dropped writing charges against fifty as a way to forge a reconciliation between the police and the community in uh, New York. They announced, the DA announced that uh, there's immunity for Black Lives Matter protesters. The Manhattan DA won't, won't charge the protesters because there's a, the office has a moral imperative. So their moral imperative supersedes the law. So, but if uh, if you got a bunch of right-wingers protesting and rioting, and let's say they actually riot, let's say they cause some damage and they get arrested, you don't think they're going to get charged and prosecuted and well, serve time for that and pay money for that? Well, they might get, they might get prosecuted. They might serve some time, but eventually it's going to be overturned. Hmm. Hold that thought right there. All right, I'm back from my bathroom break. It was like a racehorse, by the way. Uh, I'm just going to say I don't believe you were in the bathroom, right? That's what you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) You you know me so well. Phone went off before before you had to leave, so I'm just saying that's what you're doing. Anyway. No, but my point is just along the lines with the uh, with the uh, Colorado baker, right? He was he was prosecuted for not baking the cake and everything. For the gay and, couple, yeah. yeah, and he when it went got all the way to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court basically said the state court applied the law capriciously. They couldn't do what they did, and I think this would be the same sort of thing. Doesn't mean you wouldn't have your life ruined forever, yeah. you know. But, but I do think my, my point is we can't just let lawlessness exist. Now, uh, on that same note, I'm going to turn around and go exactly the opposite way. So I'm acknowledging my hypocrisy in advance. Uh, the S- Seattle Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Oh, ch- the Chaz. Chazistan. Chazistan. This is being called. So the six-block radius of... Um, a very nice area of Seattle, which is a very nice city too, has been taken over by basically Antifa and thugs. And as Tim, uh, no, sorry, Sticks Hexenhammer was saying, uh, a bunch of middle uh, middle class white college kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he goes, look, if you want to start your own commune, you can buy 500 acres in you know Tulsa for not that much. Probably less than a cost for one of those yeah, buildings. Yeah, but then they'd actually have to work. Get right. He goes, they tried building a garden, and Sticks does some gardening. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't checked out Sticks Hexenhammer's channel, uh, he's on YouTube. He's pretty good. Um, and he's not, I don't think he's a Satanist. Sticks Hexenhammer 666. Yeah, he's, he started out like that, though. Yeah. He started like. Well, he writes, he writes, he writes um, books about the occult. Yeah, so he started out with that kind of, but he's far from that. He's. Uh, Sort of a libertarian Republican cross or whatever, but he does some really good videos. And he said they 
they started growing, trying to grow a peace garden there. So they threw some cardboard down, threw some dirt on it, started like <laughs> – they shit in it for fertilizer? <laughs> and, and he's like, this is laughable. He goes, you're doing this in a climate that rains a lot. He goes, oh. it's just going to rain. It's all going to – all the soil is going to wash away. And he goes, what, it, you planted all these seedlings there? When do you expect this to feed you? He oh, goes, you could level this, this entire city and you're not going to have enough crops to grow for the people in this movement. And he goes, they're realizing they don't have – any means to support themselves. So they're calling for people to bring food to them and they're asking not just any food. vegan stuff, you know, yeah, stuff from, it, you know, the other stuff, stuff from, from world market or not world market uh, from co-ops, you know, yeah. the, the, the expensive stuff. Yeah. Cause you know, the real stuff hurts their tummies. Yeah. Uh, but he goes, the reason they're not building this commune someplace and flying whatever freaking flag they want to fly and seating from the union where no one will care um, is because they want Starbucks nearby. They want their college nearby. They want all their creature comforts, mm -hmm. you know. So what are some of the things they did? They blocked off this area, put up a wall. Made a wall. Yeah. They started having armed guards. Mm -hmm. They're checking everybody who comes in. Checking papers. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. trying to make sure that you live there or – and and now they're starting to shake them down, you know. Yeah. I heard there's a there's a guy in charge, the warlord of Chaz now. Yeah. He's a, some rapper. Yeah. And so I think – Instead of putting this lawlessness down, you know, Trump says, hey, you better fix your city or I'm going to fix it. And the mayor of Seattle is like, oh, go back in your bunker. Keep us all safe. You know? Yeah. These people are, are, are just peacefully protesting. Yeah. This can, this will probably turn out to be the summer of love. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, as Stick says, he goes, he goes, if somebody starts handing out free alcohol down there, watch the anarchists and the communists start going at it. He and goes, it might actually be the summer of rape, at least. You know? So um, there's intercourse involved in both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's about the only similarity. Right. Um, so he said, uh, you know, this is this is going to go very badly. I'm thinking instead of sending the army or the national guard in to clean this up, which is going to result in people getting shot and killed, because yeah. these people are armed. You know, yeah. they're I mean, and they're digging in. Um, if you do that, I think it causes all sorts of problems. Lots of people being killed i mean dozens probably i think you just go okay if that's what you've done you are a country unto yourself inside our country so we're gonna say whether you can come and go and the demands i would start making are being just basically saying we're laying siege to your uh to your country and for those who don't understand laying siege doesn't necessarily mean you attack it just means you surround them and say you know, you're not, we're not sending stuff into you. You know, if you guys have something to trade, cool, then we can talk about it. But, you know, this idea that they get to demand what the court system is like and that prisoners be freed and things. I'd say, look, in your six-block circle of influence, if you've got prisoners you want to free, you go right ahead. But you don't get to tell the rest of us what to do, you know. Yeah. And uh, don't act up or we might attack your little country. Yeah. And uh, right now, by the way, you're holding some American citizens hostage. So if they want to leave, you better let them or we're going to treat you like a terrorist country. Yeah. I think they should just do that. Like, let it collapse yeah, and, from and, within. And they say they uh, – weren't they – wasn't this facilitated by the abandonment of the police precinct right there? Yep. So that was like the center of it is a police precinct, right? So – and they say they vow not to have a police force there. Who? The – the warlord of Chaz oh, yeah, and all the yeah. people, so that we're not going to have a police force. But how are they going to uh, how are they going to settle disputes? 
Well, they already have that. They have like authority squads. Tr- what do they call them? Trust squads going around. Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, in the Muslim uh, run area, no-go zones in Europe and and even in America, where they have the Muslim police walking around with switches, beating the shit out of people when they when they violate the you know Sharia law. Um, and so, how is that any different from police? You've got uh, in Minneapolis here, uh, the Washington Post or the Washington Times. I can't remember which one. One of those did an article about the in Minneapolis uh, citizen patrols that sprung up after the mm-hmm. looting or during the looting and rioting or shortly after it began. And city council member uh, Jeremiah Ellison, who's Keith Ellison, our district district attorney now. Is, wait, attorney not, general. attorney general. Sorry, attorney general Keith Ellison, uh, his son, who avowed during the riots that he is a staunch proponent of Antifa. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was highlighted in this article about uh, citizen patrols going around and patrolling the neighborhoods because there's been reports and rumors that white nationalists and you know KKK and right wingers white people were burning down black businesses. Not rumors, truth, according to him. Tr- uh, truth, the truth, yeah. the truth. Um, so so they they highlighted that he was riding around in the car. Was mildly racist of you, by the way. <laughs> riding around in a car uh, with a bunch of buddies. And then they'd catch a smell of smoke, and they'd pull over, and then he'd hop out with a fire extinguisher and a pistol in his hand, looking for looking for the perpetrators. So, how much do you want to bet that if I was a business owner, a white guy, um, well, it wouldn't be me because I'm a black lesbian, but let's say I was a white guy, and I was a business owner, and I stopped some looters, right? Or I stopped somebody trying to harm me, or or my let's say my tenants that live above my store um, fought back. And they had the looters and the rioters at bay, at gunpoint, on the ground, saying, well, now what do I do? I can't call the police. Police aren't coming. These guys are, like, intent on killing me and mine and, and the people here. What do I do? Um, maybe maybe a good Samaritan will come by and help out. And Keith Ellison, or uh, Jeremiah Ellison shows up, gun in hand, and I'm white and they're black, the people that are on the ground, and I'm pointing my gun at them. What do you think is going to happen to me? Uh, they're going to send you a harshly worded letter, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, then they'll say, sit you down and say, sir, that's no way to treat people mm-hmm. of color. Or, or I'd get shot or I'd have to shoot him. That is possible. Possible. Yeah, but I'm just not saying. Probable, though, probably right? not probable. Yeah. No, probably not. They might shoot you with the fire extinguisher like uh, you hit a dog on the nose with a newspaper. And be like, <laughs> no, stop, bad dog. So this is just pure, like, not even juvenile. It's, it's, it's sub-juvenile attitudes from all these fuckers that think – think that um you know the communism was a good idea and it just hasn't been done right well you know for the record it has not been done right because it's on paper it seems like it's not working out the way Karl marx said it was going to so um and he what he wrote was beautiful you know uh as one friend of mine says it's uh it's a great it's 26 pages of uh you know, great diagnosis of what's wrong with the patient, and the last page is kill the patient. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I don't know if I drove home enough, though, that when I say that he's out there patrolling because he's heard that white people are burning out black businesses, I'm not just saying that to be funny. That is was in the article, and that is what they've been telling people. He doesn't. He doesn't think that. He knows that. What he said in a tweet: "I'm not going to believe that Antifa is doing this." Until someone can prove it to me. Until then, I'm going to be out fighting the white nationalists who burned down our neighborhood. Yeah, and either he's a Kool-Aid drinker and a true believer, or he's one of the ones that's the fomenter of the violence and knows that these are the kind of words that they listen to and they hear from someone like him. So either way, 
half a dozen one six another. He's he's evil and he's an asshole, and he deserve he should be in jail right now for that. Well, here's my question: Is he a conceal and carry permit holder? Well, because if he is, media, he shouldn't the, the be holding law, the gun. Law enforcement and media, obviously law enforcement, because Keith Ellison, son, but law enforcement and media will not ask those questions. No. He's, he'll get away with it. And that's the thing is, if I did that, if I armed myself and patrolled the streets with a bunch of white guys looking for Why would black you as a looters, black lesbian do that with a bunch oh, of white guys? Shit. Well, I'm identifying right now as a white guy. But if I if I patrolled, and I even, didn't even say I'm looking for- Are you for, culturally appropriating white privilege? Right now I am. I didn't, I didn't, I'm not looking specifically for black looters. I'm looking for Antifa white looters and black looters and whatever. But they would immediately say, well, a bunch of white guys looking for black looters because the majority, and that at this point, they would admit that the majority of looting is black. <laughs> well, you know, I'll because then they'd say that proves that I'm racist. That's, that's the only reason they'd say that. Otherwise, no, it was a bunch of white outsiders that, you know, white KK members that were infiltrating, making, making Antifa and BLM look bad. If you watch, look, just watch the video. Of these places being looted. And I'm not saying white guys aren't involved. There are white people involved. Absolutely. But let's not pretend that it's majority white or that it's at all right wing. None of it. There's, there, there's, there's I'm not saying some of the looters can't be right wing. They're, they're saying infiltrators, though. They're saying people oh, yeah, that yeah. are in there. They're saying, they're saying agents of you know, chaos, basically. Huh. I heard on Justice and Drew, the morning show we listened to in the cities here, that uh, they, someone put forth the idea that all of this – the COVID thing and the uh, George Floyd thing is a Trump-created uh, event to ensure that he gets elected. What? Like, really? You really you do all of that? And knowing, knowing when you were winning, when you were winning, and all everything that could go wrong in that scenario, the all the unknowns in that scenario that you could not uh, plan for. I know. Well, that's just pure. Like I said, but. We are living in times where pure lunacy reigns, like yeah. like cra- like literal craziness is reigning right I, now. I think Tim Paulette, uh, Tim Pool said there's I, I confused two things there. Tim Pool said there's a Quillette poll. I believe that's what he said. He, he was talking about a poll. I think it was Quillette that said ninety percent of the country does not, or ninety percent of the people surveyed do not want anything done with the police departments. They're fine with them the way they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they certainly don't want them defunded. But we're talking about defunding police departments in major cities. But here, let me ask you something. Let's say I want you to put on your liberal hat for a minute, okay? You you hate Trump. You want him out of there. Um, I mean Trump. Trump, yeah. So what happens in these states where, look, California is far more conservative than people think it is, but it's got Los Angeles and San Francisco, which are two of the largest cities in the world. I'm actually crazy, too. And they are so far left, if those two cities alone vote Democrat, they outvote the rest of the state. One of the bigger states in the country, one of the biggest economies Yeah, and in pure the world. mob rule, pure democracy, right. they would be completely in control. Right. That's why New York, Chicago, and if we went on just popular vote, New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles could rule the entire country. That's yep. why we have an electoral college. People look it up. Anyway, James Madison wrote a lot of stuff. Smart guy. <laughs> um Anyway, he um, – sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But when it comes to these cities, a lot of them are on states. Minnesota, great example. Um, in the last few years, outstate Minnesota has changed from largely liberal to leaning more conservative. If you take away Minneapolis and St. Paul from that, there's a very good case that the state could go Republican. Okay, so let's go to Washington. 
Again, liberal state, Seattle, largest city in the state. We get to November, okay? We're supposed to be having elections. And Trump has said, look, hands off, man. I'm not touching this stuff, you know? You can't even have mail-in voting because some people can't even go home. How are you going to do this? And so as a liberal, being the black gay lesbian that you are, uh, or disabled black lesbian that Mm -hmm. you are, sorry, uh, how is it that you're going to get Trump out if the major Democrat strongholds in a lot of these cities are not able to vote for Democrats? Because outstate Minnesota does not have a problem with rioters interrupting their polls. Okay? If your metro area is mostly Democrats, and in Minnesota it is, your inner city metro area, how if those people aren't able to vote, because I don't know, some Antifa thugs have blocked off eight blocks of your city, how are you going to get voting done? And why should these people get to vote? I mean, they've seceded from the union, haven't they? They said they have signs up literally saying you are not in America anymore. Why did they get to exercise those rights? They've left the country. We do that with we do that with uh, that happened to those Somali kids here who left to go to Minnesota to go to Somalia. They they go to jail. They don't have a right to vote anymore. They joined the enemy. You know, how is this not treason? Look. Rationality and standards don't have any place in the Chaz. No, I'm not talking about rationality. I'm just saying the cold, hard facts of how do we get this done? How do you, how do you as, a, as a political party, expect to get voting done if you've allowed people to seize parts of – I'm not talking about the, the, uh, the intellect of the people in Chazistan. I'm talking about okay. Joe Biden, I know, Nancy I know Pelosi, what we're do. all that. So Trump gets reelected. What do we do? We do what we did to the third precinct. We do what we did to uh, what was it? Seattle Pre- uh, police precinct. We we send our people to the White House and we take it. Okay. Uh, so let me ask you this then: If Trump is reelected, doesn't have to worry about getting reelected again. I think his jar of fucks is pretty well empty. He's going to be hiding in his bunker sure while is. we're in the White House controlling everything. Because that's how it works. Once you're behind that desk, you're in charge. Sure. That's what I'm going to tell all the dumb shits that fucking riot and loot. Saying anything you want. is there If there's a statue in there you want, take it home. Cheers. Just go and uh, make sure that desk is available for me and uh, <laughs> I'll run the country. I just, I think uh, if you. I heard they got like really nice gold uh, silverware. Or is it silver silverware? It's uh, silver gold bar. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, I think this is going to all go pretty badly during an election if suddenly a big chunk of your constituents can't vote. Okay, so let me ask you this. You were asking me earlier um, what's going to happen or what would happen if the Democrats end up winning everything. What's going to happen when Trump wins and the Republicans take control of the House? I I don't know if they're going to. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be um I think the Republicans will hold the Senate. They might lose a seat. Or, they might gain a seat or two. I don't know. But I think it'll stay about the same. Um I think there it will lean more conservatively in the in the House, but the 
Democrats will maintain control, and I think Trump gets reelected. That's what I think happens. So we're dealing with even thinner margins on stuff. And I, honestly, I, I really do think that like a lot of the House is going to be based on fraudulent. I mean, the fraud is out of control in voting right now. It's, it's been out of control for a while now in a lot of these states that they pretend that the media and the and the um, politicians pretend it's not a problem when it is. And they've gotten away for so long. They're, they they know how to do it, and they're ramping it up. And you know, might, you might call this tinfoil hattery that I'm that I'm talking from. But I mean, I've witnessed fucking bullshit at the voting at the voting stations myself, like bringing in busloads of homeless people, and about one person, one young guy, one young Democrat vouching for all of them, and then you don't think they're going to load them back up and take them to another place to vote. And that's just one type of fraud. I mean, there's mul- they, they have fraud locked down. They what know you, what they're doing. What if you videotape that bus and followed it? I, I, if, I, if I was in that position again, I definitely would. Should we do it? I would love to. Oh, let's do it. But, but I'm just saying that it happens, and it happens fre- frequently, especially in places like Minnesota or Minneapolis. And, and it's going to happen regardless. And they're coming up with new and innovative ways to do it. Yeah, probably. And, and if you don't win by a big enough margin... You've lost. So as a Republican, yeah, you can still win, but you have to win by a ridiculous margin in order to offset the fraud. And don't tell me otherwise because fuck you. Well, well, fuck you too. <laughs> um, we're, we're getting a little into the weeds on this, but I, I don't think um, the Democrat Party, when they stand back and say, oh, isn't this great? Makes Trump look bad. I don't think they've thought out the logistics of what's going to happen here. If Chazistan is still in place three months from now, a big chunk of Seattle is not going to get to vote. You know? Yeah. What are they going to do? They'll figure it out. And if I was Trump, I would just go, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a fence around your fence. And I'm going to say, sorry, you guys don't get to just come into our country. Governor, mayor is going to send buses in there and allow them to vote, bring those buses out and say, you can't stop us. Are you sure the Trump. governor is? Because the governor didn't even know that there. Oh, that's right. I heard that. They interviewed him. He was like, what? He, yeah, pretended, I, he pretended he didn't know anything I, about it. Yeah, he had to know about it. I, was, I think I have to come back to you when uh, I don't want to speak out of turn and without you know, like, <laughs> a little laugh. You're like, fuck you, asshole. You knew. Yeah, six, six blocks of Seattle got taken over by... Uh, and then By someone armed asked him people, about it. And, and the governor of the state is pretending he doesn't know what's going mm-hmm. on in the largest city. Yeah, so I, I just don't think they've thought this out. I don't think they have it all. Right. But what I think is going to be even more interesting is what happens in these Democrat cities. I mean, there were 140 major cities that had protests after the George Floyd deal. Um, and in 29 of those cities, they had riots. Mm-hmm. I mean, riots and burning stuff and everything. Every single one of those, Democratic mayor, Democratic city council. Well, you're not even. You brought up the fact that that's going to color the uh, elections. Oh. I know. I love saying that. Um, colored the elections because you're a bigot. Uh, but even let's talk COVID because they're talking about now that there's been upsurges in the reported cases. Now we can talk about all day long why. Um, so we coming back to the pin I put in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We could talk about it all day long about why, because maybe there's more testing now and all that kind of shit. Um, but and you know, Minneapolis is still allowing COVID-infected patients to go into the nursing homes. Or still sending them there. Well, last uh, last I checked, which was yesterday, Minnesota had I'm rounding to the tens here, twelve hundred and fifty cases uh, or deaths, and just under a thousand, like nine hundred and seventy 
been in long-term care facilities. Wisconsin used to be ahead of us, and now Wisconsin has like 650. Aren't we ahead of New York? On a on a per, per, per capita per, per capita yeah per not, capita not basis like for raw numbers but percentage wise for long term care yeah, stuff that's what I'm saying. yeah we 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 beat New York in that yay we're well into the 80th percentile but what I'm saying is now they're saying there's an upswing ever since all of these and now they're not going to blame it on the protests obviously but ever since protests have been happening now they're starting to this is the time where we're going to start seeing some more cases that when they when they were trying to blame it on the open protesters which never never brought to fruition their with their their uh their worry that it was going to bring an ups, uptick in cases but now that the these protests and and memorials and riots have been going on there's an uptick now that's that if you want to directly relate that you could try to make the case for that but they won't the media or the politicians but it, regardless of that some of these mayors and governors are actually saying that they're going to, well, the governors are saying that they're going to extend in some of these democratic states, they're going to extend the lock, the lockdown, or they're going to re-implement the lockdown or re-implement their emergency mandates. Uh, Wall said that he would do that. I can't remember a couple other states, uh, Democrat governors said that they, that, well, they actually did extend the lockdowns. They were going to open and then they saw an uptick in the cases. So they pushed back the opening, full opening. Um, if that keeps going that way, that's going to be far more effective in making people vote for Republicans because most people are fucking fed up with this shit. Do you think people are going to go for it, though? I think people won't go for oh, it. Oh, if they try to pull another lockdown, if they yeah. say, oh, here it comes again, here's another lockdown, people are going to go fuck off. Yeah. I mean, blatantly. Because this right here taught you that th- there's a double standard, there's total hypocrisy with allowing the rioters to, you know, looters and rioters to, to roam free and, and no social distancing and... And, uh, you know, uh, the hypocrisy of saying, well, we can have a memorial with hundreds of thousands of people around the, the, the nation getting together, um, but we can't have, you know, um, what, uh, 20 people get together to go to a funeral. Yeah. So fuck you very much. Uh, or a graduation or a wedding or, or get elective surgery. So say memorial again. Memorial. Third time's a charm. All right. So you brought something up. Memorial Day was... Uh, May 25th this year, which is 18 days ago from when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gest- gestation period, the incubation period on this disease is 12 to 14, 12 to 14 yeah. days. Do you remember what happened on Memorial Day that everybody was freaking out about in the media? The beaches. Lake of the Ozarks, all that stuff. People yeah. just packed into pools and they said, you just wait two weeks. Yep. You wait. Well, we're 18 days out and that's Memorial Day. That's not considering the Friday, Saturday, Sunday before. 18 days. We are three weeks away from the beginning of Memorial Day weekend when all these people are outside, packed in together, not social distancing, drinking. Hell, some of them probably even throwing up on other people. And we don't have this crazy outbreak anymore. Yeah, you know why? I have a couple reasons. Well, that— And you heard the the who— the, the scientists for the World Health Organization said that asymptomatic spread is bullshit. Yeah, but then they came back the next well, day. Well, yeah, because it. they got so much political pushback that they had to revise what they said without, without actually revising the data. They just revised the, well, you know, I might have taken the data and maybe made some assumptions, and that's what you do. Well, and the CDC has even said, well, not the CDC, uh, Fauci has even said, we got to get people back to school. Yeah. He goes, there's no reason to not go back to school in the fall. I guess I should say that the WHO scientist, I can't remember her name, said, um, the asymptomatic spread of COVID-19 is very rare. Um, then she got piled on. 
And then, like, the next day I had to come back and go, well, well, well wait said, a minute. What I meant to say was. I was a little out of turn when I said that. Yeah. What I meant to say was, you're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they should have had a guy, like, come up next to her while she was sitting in the chair, put his foot up on the edge of the chair and his arm on his knee and go, what she meant to say was. And just totally mansplain it to her. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just tired of the hypocrisy and the bullshit. And uh, I think a lot of people are, I hope. But, you know, I'm more pessimistic about it. I think if we've got allowed things to get to this point, why not get further? Why not get crazier? I never thought it would get this bad. And get crazier and do what? Um, a total fucking meltdown where, where, I mean, you've got the insane in charge of the asylum. I think that's going to happen in big cities. I don't see that happening. And, you know, as Sticks was saying in one of his videos... Most people, even with this going on, lead fairly comfortable lives of not having to, I mean, they're not dealing with riots and things like this. I mean, the the moms group on Facebook that my wife follows for our town is all like, oh my gosh, somebody threw beer bottles at the front of my house the other night. It must have been the looters. I'm like, yeah, they drove all the way (laughs) 15 miles out into the suburbs, threw shit at your house. Maybe it's because you work for the school and they know where you live. Or Was there a teepee in the trees? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Something like that, you yeah. know? I mean, it could just be some rando thing. So, I don't know. I I, I don't think we're going to have this big meltdown in society. But I just think, I don't think there's a strategist on the Democratic side who still has planned for Trump. I still think they look at these things like Chazistan and go... Oh, let's see Trump deal with this one. And what's really going to happen is I think for the most part, he's going to handle it fine. You know, I don't think he's going to send in troops to take it over. And I think people are going to get sick of it. And there's going to be plenty of moderates in places like that who go, what the hell is going on here? You know, and they won't necessarily vote for the same people again. I just don't think that any strategist on the Democratic side has thought that out. You know, how long... How long do you think these beautiful cities um, like San Francisco and Minneapolis are going to be blighted by liberal bullshit before it kind of turns around? I think it's I think it's you set me up for this because you you asked me this before and you were surprised by my answer. Maybe I forgot. 50 years. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised all over again. The L.A. riots were 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, That area of L.A. has still not recovered. You know? Yeah. So, and I I am really tired of people saying things like it's, you know, it's white nationalists who are doing this. Look, if you can prove that, then prove it, and I will accept it. Because I don't like those people either, and if they're, you know, wrecking the, the major metropolitan area that I live in, I'd love to know that. Look, I'll stand there and fight against them with you. But you're just saying that stuff. But you can watch it, and I'm sorry if this seems racist. I'm not going to apologize for it because it's a fact. Watch the video of these places being looted. Who's looting them? Well, it's just like you don't—you shouldn't have to apologize for raw stats and statistics. And if if the black community has has to deal with problems in the black community, when you say that six percent of the population is committing fifty percent of the crime, it doesn't mean you're saying. All black people are bad people. So I don't even like saying that. Six percent uh, meaning black males. Right. So thirteen blacks are roughly thirteen percent of the population, but the black males black are six. males are six percent or seven. Let's say seven percent. 
with populations committing 50% of the crime. Uh, according to FBI st statistics, there's a couple other st statistics, but that's still a very small percentage of black people doing that. So it's not saying all black people are to blame for all this crime, but there is a problem within the culture that yeah. needs to be addressed. That's not the fault of the white man that needs to get taken care of. And until you stop um, preach, uh, having these instigators and the fomenters of, of hatred against whites, which is what it is, it's 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 racism against whites that's been perpetrated. It's just like when you, who was it when the when the Nazis were blaming the Jews for everything? Yeah, it, that's exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Can you not can you can you not just step back objectively and see that there are black conservatives out there? There's Candace Owens. There's the Hodge twins. There's um, uh, uh, Brandon Tatum. There's they are paid token dumb fucks. Yeah, there, there's I right. Can, yeah, Aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Isn't Smart, that what the left is going to call them? Yeah, well, this, we've had uh, discussions or arguments yeah, online yeah. with these fucking assholes, these white guys that think that think uh, one white guy, one white guy actually told me for, with the Hodge twins, he called them paid token dumb fucks. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty racist. And he goes, they don't speak for the black community. Oh, I'm so like, he does. I'm like, you do, yeah, Mr. White Guy? Yeah, than white guy. Yeah. Um, but, but they're the one, they're saying the same things I'm saying, but, oh, they're sellouts. No, they're saying they're not racist. They're not, they're not saying all black people because they're obviously not part of that group right. of people. They're saying something because they want it to get fixed. And they can't, you can't fix the problem by blaming the boogeyman. For your problems, you have to look within and go, okay, let's actually sit down and work on it. Like we talked about before, Malcolm X said the biggest enemy to the black people is the white liberal. Yeah, the one who wants to take credit for doing well. Right, and and it's it's that the bigotry of the soft bigotry of low expect low expectations. That is, you can't deny any of that. So I I think if we want to be honest about it, we have to talk about. All right, I I wouldn't I I would be all for trying to address the problems in the black community, but I'm not going to consider myself a white ally. I'm not going to use all this terminology and I'm not going to wash your feet and I'm not going to prostrate myself face first. Uh, and lick at, your at, boots. And lick boots, which is what happened with a police chief that did that um, face first on the ground. And actually some police officers, video police officers washing the feet of black people at these protests. It's like, this is, this is debasement of another set of people debasing them and humiliating them is not the way forward right the way forward is to bring everybody up right and and you can't if you just use common sense you what what they're doing though is they're creating bigotry and racism where there wasn't any because you see you see a group of people that are getting the squeaky wheels are getting the most attention well and then all of a sudden they're they're um significance is amplified and their numbers seem bigger so all of a sudden you get people saying holy shit there's a lot of black people in this footage acting like crazy wild and out which is a term for when a bunch of black youths go into a store and basically just cause a ruckus and walk out run out with a bunch of shit um you don't see a, a big groups of white kids doing that well it's because they have privilege they can afford it madison right? wisconsin he did I was I was having this discussion with a friend of mine, and she she's liberal, yeah. and she goes, I was watching the videotape in Madison, Wisconsin, and it was a bunch of white kids looting the stores, and I'm like, right, I, that doesn't surprise me. And she goes, well, where's your black narrative then? I said, my point was local people 
are looting and destroying their own neighborhood. You go to Madison, Wisconsin, it's a shit ton of white people. Right. And then it's a culture thing. I, I've never said, I, I never said it was based solely, solely on race. Right. It's a cultural issue. And a lot of the black inner city culture is, has like exploded and, you know, uh, like bloomed in the country. So you've got thug culture, quote unquote, um, in the lyrics of the rap songs. And you got these little white, and they call them wiggers, um, little white kids that, you know, try to, I don't care. What's the base of that one? <laughs> perpetual. I'm just going to keep moving on. You know, sagging the pants and doing the lingo and uh, and and getting involved in criminal activity, even if they've got rich parents or, or, or wealthy parents. Um, so the fact that you have a bunch of white kids wiling out in a white area, it's because it's not just because. Aren't they whitelin out? Whitelin out. <laughs> it's not because of the race. It and the same with the black kids. It's not specifically. It's just part of your race. It's part of your genetic makeup that you got to wild out. No, it's culture. Culture. Uh, Brandon Tatum and um, oh, Anthony Michael Logan. No, what's his name? He's Anthony not, Michael Hall in the Breakfast no. Club. He was it's something great. Michael Logan. He's another black candles. Com- he was awesome. Another black commentator. I'm, I'm getting his name wrong. It's his last name's Logan. Eric he, Michael Dyson. Stop it. <laughs> They were talking about how in black culture that there's if, – if a guy gets out of prison, was sent to prison for whatever, whatever crime he committed, violent crime, gets out of prison, they have these huge parties, block blocks-wide parties, like full of hundreds of people. And even like the most law-abiding you know, black citizen or black community member will attend these parties and these guys are treated like heroes for getting out of prison. But when they have graduation parties for college or when they have – you know, for West Point or for whatever um, – you know, it's just immediate family. It's not a big deal. And he goes, that's a cultural thing that that's perpetuated. And even if you're not, even if you're not participating actively in um, illegal activities or violent activities, you are helping perpetuate it by you know, treating these guys as if they're heroes. And so, so you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for pointing it out. I'm not going to apologize for pointing out the statistics of 50%, 6% cre- uh, do 50% of the prime. And let's not even talk about the percentages when it comes to interracial crime, if you if you differentiate between interracial crime, they say there's an epidemic so, there's an epidemic of white people. It's it's open season on black people according to some politicians, right? And some so we are talking about it, even though it said let's yes, not talk yeah. about it. Okay, there's open season. We just heard that phrase again. I can't remember who said it, but it's a big it's a, it's like a standard phrase. It's open season on young black men in America. Yeah, right? I heard the other thing the thing the other day that someone said black men are getting slaughtered in the street. It is not open season. Right. It's rare that white people attack black people. It's rare and police. Um, what what's way more um, percentage wise? What's way way more common? Black people attacking black people. Black people attacking other races. Black people attacking white people. Let's talk about rape percentages um let's not just really quick we've i've done this before and i'm not saying that blacks are rapists and i'm, I'm it pisses me off to even say that because it's like you know, it sounds like i'm like capitulating I, i'm not when it comes to rape interracial so black on white and white on black what do you think the percentages are i don't know it's basically statistically zero for white rape white men raping black women zero nationwide statistically well that's because black women don't report it when it's a white guy oh See what I did there? Let's end the show there. (laughs) (laughs) No, and there's – I think all of these people say, oh, these numbers are skewed because of things like that. I I wouldn't be surprised if a black woman raped by a white guy – It happens. I'm not saying it doesn't. I I wouldn't be surprised if she said, I'm not going to say anything because I'm black and he's white and blah, 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 blah. But the amount of people you would have to have being quiet, you know – 
And then let's not to mention even the Duke lacrosse case where the woman made the whole thing up. She ruined the lives of those those fraternity guys. And some people say, well, good. She should have. But and then, you know, when it comes to uh, incarceration of, you know, young black men, they tend to go to prison more for things. I don't think we should even be prosecuting people for having marijuana fucking cares at this yeah, point but I, I know honestly if you look into the stats it's not for having a small amount it's for dealing well i i understand that but if you get caught with it and you don't have any other offenses and you don't have the means to defend yourself well and you wind up in prison because of it that is the beginning of a bad situation right. because now you've been incarcerated for drugs and now it just makes your life that much harder. I can see how that starts. Or better when you go it. back and everybody celebrates you. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you know what I mean. It, it's just yeah, the, there, the numbers there be can be skewed, but we can't, yeah. we can't but, just but erase let's just them. Base on fa- let's just go based on facts and go and just understand that the white culture or white um, power structure, quote unquote, is not the enemy. It's, it's white liberals that are the enemy. It's progressives that are the enemy of, of black progress. Well, I don't even think some of these people know what they're protesting or saying sometimes because I put on the Facebook page a picture of a white woman at a Black Lives Matter rally in the face of a cop, a black cop, giving him the Was finger. that like a line of black cops? Like it was more than I, one. No, I think it was just one. Oh, the guy I saw next one where him, it was a woman in front of a line of black cops. Yeah, this the next guy in line had riot helmet on, and he had like the whether it was a face mask or the the hood thing pulled up underneath yeah. or whatever. But so he looked like he was black, but I I think he was uh, I think he was white. But yeah, we're running a little late. It's, it's ten you know hour and ten minutes. But I did want to bring up one more thing since we're on the subject go of race. Ahead. Oh God, here uh, we go. That's not terrible. But there's you know who Tim Wise is? No. Uh, he's an activist um, writer. Um, he's one of the talking heads on a lot of the, the liberal shows. Um, Tim Wise, he, he's um, – I'm not going to get into what he does, but he was a CNN guest, and he proposed abusing white children in the wake of George Floyd's death. He said, quote, white kids don't deserve innocence. So he's saying basically yeah, until, so. until we can get racial equity and that black kids don't have to grow up being afraid – or black kids don't have to grow up being, being afraid of being born black and having that be a death sentence, then white kids shouldn't have safety either. What kind of what, – what, so this is this, – this He's I, a shit human being. That's what he is. I this, saw I saw him I, when I pulled up the picture of him. Yeah, I recognized him. Yeah, and I saw what he said about that. He's, he's full of shit and uh, – Here's the quote. I want you to hear this quote. Yeah. And, and understand these are the people – these are the kind of people – that are fomenting this attitude that creates the violence. Right. And it's been years of this. So it's just drips and drops and and and, and left and right and nonstop and it, it builds. And then you've got the people that know that are good speakers that, you know, have the charisma to get out there on the street level that are put in places to rile up the crowds. Yeah. And so when they say outside agitators, sometimes it is, but it's outside agitators that are progressive Marxists that know that that's how they get this, this spark. Um, that's this, how they get the, yeah. the wiggers to widle up <laughs> or widle out. <laughs> widle out. So, okay. So he said, uh, this is on CNN, CNN on Thursday. He said, I think that the important thing for white parents to keep in the front of our minds is that if black children in this country are not allowed innocence and childhood without fear of being killed by police or marginalized in some other way, then our children don't deserve innocence. Yeah, Do you know man. how fucking evil that line is right there? He's, he can't be evil because he's virtuous. 
Uh, if Tamir Rice can be shot dead in the public park playing with a toy gun, something white children do all over the country every day without the same uh, uh, fear of being shot, um, then if he can be killed, then white children need to be told at least the same age that if they can't be innocent, we can't be innocent. And if we would keep that in the front of our minds, then perhaps we'd be able to hear what black and brown folks are telling us every day and have been telling us for years. Um, but so he is saying, he's saying by that, that your children deserve to be hurt, raped, murdered, whatever. If Scared it, out of their wits. If, it, if, if, if that specifically, yeah, if that doesn't happen, they need to be afraid that that will happen. So no innocence from day one. Well, two things on that. The Tamir Rice thing was bad. I mean, that was... That was a bad decision by a cop. Yeah, but but it was understandable even if it was bad. Even if it was in the in the heat of the moment, it was understandable that that mistake could happen. It wasn't racism that caused that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, for me on that one, that kid looked too young for me for a cop to just pull up and shoot him before he even basically got out right, of the Right, but I, I guarantee you if I looked for it, I'd find instances of cops shooting young white kids with, with, with uh, replica guns. Well, I remember uh, when I was a kid, there was one in Minneapolis who got shot for pointing a uh, a uh, laser tag gun at a cop because mm-hmm. he pointed it at him and he pulled it and the cop saw the red. The flash. Yeah, of fired red. him. So, but, so my point is you can't just base this all on a couple of bad shootings. Philando Castile was a bad shooting. Jamar Clark, not a bad shooting. You know, that cop, that cop was um, acquitted for Philando Castile. Yeah. And you could say rightly or wrongly he was acquitted. But there were there were mitigating circumstances. Well, wasn't to that. he charged with murder? Yeah, I think he was overcharged. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. Um, so there are some of these that make sense, and some of them that don't. You can't build an entire ideology on this. The like the I can't remember the name of the guy down in Texas who got shot by the cop in his own apartment because she came into the wrong apartment. Yeah, she came home after a double shift, tired, and uh, went to the wrong floor. And well, got and to the she'd wrong been apartment. drinking, too. Had she? I didn't know I that. I think so. I thought it was I supposedly... She... Well, maybe that turned out, but initially she said she was just tired from a long shift. Found guilty and went to jail. Yeah. Oh, she well, she and... went to jail, but they actually... The family actually um, pleaded for her to get a reduced sentence, which is fine. Fine. They but can the do that. The point is, yes, it was a terrible tragedy. Never should have happened. She didn't kill him because he was black. They can say that all they want. But I, you can't just you can't build this stuff around that stuff. Again, last year in the entire country, nine unarmed black men were shot by the cops. Do you know how yes, yeah, statistically they're not, how, they're not being slaughtered in the yeah. streets. Yeah. You know. And they're talking about Okay, we're going too far here. They're talking about. Uh, did you hear they're going to cancel cops? Who's been on the on the air for thirty three years? They're going to cancel. Years? They're going to cancel Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, which is a cartoon about police dogs. And no, 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 it it isn't even. It has one dog in it oh, that yeah, wears a cop uniform. One's a firefighter. Uniform. One's yeah. They're all like EMTs yeah. and all that. Um, also, live PD. They're they're canceling. And you know why? Because it portrays cops in a in a good light. Because it shows you without editing. It it shows you they confront. Shitty people, all races, shitty people, and they have to stay uh, in control and professional. And it shows them in a good light. And we can't have that. Aren't there a lot of black cops on yes. on live PD? Hispanic, I watch live PD black, all the time. Asian, white, and and the people they um, the perpetrators are of all races. Yeah, surprise. <clears throat> yeah, I thought that Paw Patrol thing was a joke at first. I mean, my kids have watched that. They're... There's nothing about that show. That yeah. Well, here's my question, since we're tearing down statues, and I'm full of questions today. How many first responder statues are all over the place that have the firemen and the cop and the EMT and all that? 
Are we going to have to tear down the cop statues? Uh, n- no. Are they bronze? I don't know. But first, the cops aren't are uh, firemen are still good and nurses. Oh my God, nurses! My heart's a flutter. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's so a tough. They're they're, they're, war, they're brave warriors. Those it's nurses. a tough job, but nurses the are brave warriors. The world's full of tough fucking jobs. They're frontline responders. Yeah. Rooster. Frontline responders. And as a matter of fact, we should take a note from the playbook of Britain. And every Thursday, we should have three minutes where everybody has to leave their house, go out in their yard, and clap. Hey, I got, a, I got a question for and you. that's not a lie. That happens. I got a question for you. Just to put this nurse thing in perspective. Uh, two groups of people. Nurses and sanitation workers. They both go on strike. Which one do you notice first? Sanitation workers. Yes. Those people. Yep. Keep us safe from rats and pestilence <laughs> and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. you know. So let's uh, let's keep that in mind too. But I, honestly, are we going to have uh, statues of cops now that have to be pulled down? Because I, I guarantee you that is going to happen. I guarantee it. It's not that, that's not a speculation that I would lay a bet on against. And same with um, now that Columbus is down and, and the Confederate statues are being pulled down and, and removed. It's going to be any slaveholder. So it's going to be all the founding fathers. Yeah, better not be. It's going to be. It, I, I swear, it's, it's going to happen. Did you see that college professor who uh, posted on how to take down the Washington Monument? No. Yeah. She posted. She's like some engineering professor or something. Oh how, you would, how you would take it down. There how you go. would knock it down. There you go. And so. I don't know how she's not arrested right. for that. Yeah, you should be. Uh, did What city was it in where they... They tried to pull down a statue and it fell on one of the Minneapolis one, here. Was that here? Minneapolis? Might have I been just Saint heard Paul. it like like a the end snippet of it where the yeah. guy got severe head damage. Yeah. Like he's in critical condition. He's probably gonna die. But we're running really late. So if you want to get in contact with us, uh you can keep texting me like uh, a lot of the people I know that are afraid to actually uh put correspondence down uh, for email. Um that's fine. I'll talk about what you text me. Um, or I won't if you don't want me to. But if you want to contact us with ideas or uh, advice or critique. And in case you don't have Crow's phone number, it's... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Rooster is email. Rooster at com or crow at com. And check us out on our Facebook page. Feel free to email us. But uh, check out that page. Like, comment, share. All that stuff really helps us when you do that. See you. Bye.